you know that being married and being a Christian does not automatically mean you will connect and relate to your spouse at the most secret part of your soul? And that secret place is your intimate knowledge of and your experience with God. In Hebrews 4, 12 and 13, we learn that God knows the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. He knows everything, and that is the essence of deep talk with another human being. When you bring that other person to that place where God knows everything that there is to know about you, that is a vulnerable place to be with another human. That is a place of weakness and without question, it is a place of trust. You do not allow people to get into the inner sanctum of your soul where you and God communicate, but that is where you want to go with some of your relationships, and it really needs to be your number one relationship, your human relationship, is your spouse, and then, of course, your children, and you want to work at that. You want to build those types of relationships with uh, your friends. I like to say that if you die with one or two or three individuals who have that level of intimate knowledge and experience with you, you will die as a wealthy person. But unfortunately, due to our sin natures and the fallenness of humanity, we are a little more guarded and with good reason. Trust is the big issue, trusting other people with our junk, basically. I'll tell you the good things about me, but I'm not sure if you can steward the bad things about me. And I know you are in the same predicament, and so we want to be careful about who we let into our most intimate areas of our souls. And of course, as I said, the epicenter of, of that place is our experience with God, He who knows all things about us. Welcome to the podcast. I am Rick Thomas. You're listening to Your Daily Drive. This is the podcast where we put our articles in audio format so that you can listen on the run. The title of this podcast is Why I Can't Tell My Spouse Everything I'm Thinking. Now, you can apply this podcast to really any other relationship that you have. I'm speaking specifically within the marriage relationship, but it would be easy for you to just uh, change the names and say why I can't tell certain people everything that I'm thinking. And so if you're not married, that's fine. Apply it to your relationships. And I hope that you have at least one other person that you can share with on an intimate level. And as I said, if you are married, that person really needs to be your spouse. I mean, that's part of the point of getting married in the first place. You become one flesh, but becoming one flesh is a lifelong process. You become one flesh when you're married, but in order to live that out and to experience it practically, it'll take an entire lifetime, but that's not something to be discouraged about. That's something to be excited about. It's a journey. Like going on a vacation, you have a destination in mind. The destination is one fleshness in its fullest experience. 
Well, the journey on the vacation, there's a lot of anticipation and a lot of fun along the way. And so as you work toward that fullest experience of one fleshness, you want to enjoy the process, the decades that you build into each other's lives as a person becomes more and more intimately aware and involved with you. Now, ultimately, you can't get to the place where the Lord is in the fullest experience because God is omniscient, and God knows intentions and motives, and he knows uh, the true things that are going on in our heart. But you want to get as close as you can by inviting another human being to that place because that's the richness of relationship. And you'll hear it from time to time where people will talk about their inability, their frustration with having deep talk or the lack of deep talk with other people. Well, that's what I'm talking about, going deeper with other people. Small talk leads to deep talk, and so that's how we began. We have small talk with people with the intention of leading to deep talk, and as the trust is built between the two individuals, that talk becomes deeper and deeper, and that's where you want to bring them to uh, the inner places of your soul. Again, you can read this podcast if you want, Why I Can't Tell My Spouse Everything That I Am Thinking. And as always, if you have any questions about any of our resources, including this podcast, you're welcome to go to our uh, our website to ask your questions, and that would be great. If you're not a supporting member, that's fine, too. We have a free community forum for you. Fill out your username and your password, and that will get you in. There's no charge for a username or a password or to get on our forums. You do have to have a username and password or it won't work for you, and that's to keep bots away. And we just want to maintain a level of security on our website to serve all of you. And so get your username and password and then ask your question about this or any other thing that you may have. If you are a supporting member, God bless you. May your kind increase. Sherry, thank you so much for becoming a supporting member today. I appreciate you doing that. And Selena, thank you as well today becoming a supporting member. Thank you. You are helping us to take the gospel, the practical gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. Every day our resources wrap the globe and we cannot do do that. It is impossible to do that, humanly speaking, without a community of people who are supporting us. And so, Sherry, thank you so much for doing that, and and Selena, uh, too. Uh, please know, I think many of you know by now, that I've published a new book. It's called Change Me, the Ultimate Life Change Handbook. This is Uh, This book is the apex of our ministry. It is a combination of of all, all of my thoughts pertaining to the transformation process from beginning to end. And so if you want to read the best resources from our website as it pertains to change, to transformation, biblical counseling, uh, discipleship, not just you, uh, changing yourself, 
but you helping other people to change. And this is the book that you want, and that's why I titled it The Ultimate Life Change Handbook. It, it is a process that walks you through the change process. I would encourage you to get it. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, you, there's a link here in this article. Or what you can do is just type four words in Amazon, Change Me, Rick Thomas, those four words. And you can purchase the book, and they will ship it right to your door. You'll have it in a few days, and you'll be blessed. And let me encourage you as well to uh, share it with your friends. Ask them to get the book, too. If you want to buy the book in bulk, let's say 10, 15, 20 copies, uh, send me an email. Uh, we may be able to work out a better price than paying the full price for Amazon, what Amazon charges for the book. And so we may be able to help you there if you want to buy a larger quantity. That question has, all, has already come up, which I'm glad. And so just shoot me an email, and uh, let's talk about the quantity that, quantity that you want, and we'll see if we can get you a better price. Why can't I tell my spouse everything that I'm thinking? I led with by saying being married and being a Christian does not automatically mean you will connect and relate to your spouse at the most secret part of your soul. The most secret part is your intimate knowledge of and your experience with God. Nothing is deeper. Nothing is richer. Nothing is more intimate because God knows the thoughts and intentions of your heart. You could go to church for years and never enjoy this kind of communication with your spouse or with any other person. And it is a common complaint that I have heard in all the years that I've been doing counseling. In fact, it's part of the problem that people have when they come to counseling or why they come to counseling is because they don't have those relationships those people who know them well enough to where they can work on these issues, and so they come to counseling, and they begin to share the more deeper things in their lives, the more complicated things going on with them because they don't have anybody else. And that's why I say, I mean, you could go to church for decades and not enjoy, not benefit from this kind of communication. Now, though you have to be a Christian to experience communion with God and with others, being a Christian does not automatically mean you will have it. And what I mean by being a Christian is because the Spirit of God is a huge part, a significant part of this kind of communication, because this is spiritual communication. The natural person doesn't understand the things of God. They are spiritually discerned. And so intimate communication at the deepest level of your soul is a spiritual matter. Therefore, it is a, a triune configuration. It is the Holy Spirit. It is you. It is another individual. It requires a broader amount of trust to engage another person in the secret part of your soul. Maybe you could think about it as you might think about those who babysit your children, let's say, that you have children. You would not give your most cherished treasure or treasures, depending on how many children you have, to someone that you do not trust. If the person babysitting your children cannot steward the high honor of caring for them, they would disqualify themselves from caring for them. 
Now, as it relates to your relationship with the Lord, you may share part of your experience with God, with your spouse, and to others. You may let your spouse know some of the things you are learning or some of the ways you think about God in life or some of the ways that you may be struggling But if your spouse has a proven record of not being able to steward your deepest secrets, the more profound things will continue to be between you and the Lord. It is a stewardship issue. Can they be trusted with your stuff? There is a level of koinonia. The word koinonia means community, communication, communion. There's a level of Quantania you will not go to with another person if they are not mature enough to handle the full truth about you. One of the verses that I like as I think about my relationship with God is the one about no condemnation. You know it well, Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, there are many things that I know that you appreciate about the Lord, but There's probably nothing that ranks higher than the fact that God does not condemn you. Think about that. You have a relationship with the Lord. It is a non-condemnation relationship. There is no more condemnation toward those who have been saved by Christ. That is a comprehensive and complex, mysterious, of course, but yet a blessed passage of Scripture. All of your past... All of your present, all of your future sins are under the blood of Christ, blotted out forever, and he will never hold them against you in any divine court of law. You have been justified, set free, declared not guilty, and as long as Christ lives, you will live in that freedom. You remember what Galatians 5.1 says, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. The truth has set you free. Jesus said that in another place, 836 of John. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. The gospel sets you free to enter into his courts, ready to share all of the thoughts and intentions of your heart with him even though he already knows them, the omniscient one. But you're not afraid of him, not in that way. You know that he is for you. You can be naked before God and not ashamed. It's an echo back to Genesis 2.25, where it says the man and the wife were naked and were not ashamed. You can be naked before God because you know that he is a non-condemning God. What I'm describing is the kind of relationship every married couple should be pursuing with each other. This kind of quantania, communication, communion, it will not happen in a year. As I said earlier, it will not happen in a decade. But in a lifetime of pressing into God and into each other sharing the farthest depths of your experience with God should be the goal of every couple. It is typical when people come to me for counseling to talk about how they are having communication problems. 
I do not think many of them, if any of them, understand the depths of that word. Communication does come from the Greek word koinonia. I think if they fully understood the depth of their communication problems, it would discourage them. What they're typically talking about and asking for are talk tips, some practical advice to help them communicate well with each other. Now, I understand they're trying to get along with each other, but they do not know how, and they are a million miles from what the Bible talks about when it talks about getting along with someone else. Christ's primary objective for coming was not to help you get along with others. That is a secondary goal, a tertiary matter. His purpose was primarily, most significantly, to transform you into himself. In heaven, there will be perfect koinonia because there will be no sin. On earth, you'll have to fight for this kind of communication in relationships. There is a high price to pay to be able to enjoy reciprocal participation in the Spirit. It takes work. Talk tips won't get you there. There's a deeper work that has to happen. Now, I give the counselees talk tips. I give them behavioral modification ideas that they can implement in their lives. But ultimately, the biggest hindrance to koinonia is a lack of confidence that others can handle the real truth about your life. So what do you do? You don't go there with them. I remember in the early part of our marriage how Lucia would share certain things with her friends, things she had not shared with me. I would become angry each time she did this. That's not a right response, by the way. It was an insult. It was an affront. I would reason, why does she share her more intimate and personal thoughts with other people but not with me? Now, my first response was to be angry with her. That's a bad idea. It took a long time for this thick-headed person to realize how my jerkiness was intimidating her from being intimate with me. You can't be a jerk and expect your spouse to be intimate with you. Duh. It didn't occur to me the reason she would not share with me was that I was not mature enough to handle her truth. You can't be harsh, and you can't expect the other person to be honest with you. Those two things will not coexist. She knew she could share her more profound struggles with others, but she could not share those things with me because why? I was not trustworthy. If you're going to blow up, get angry, huff under your breath, roll your eyes, say something sarcastic or unkind, don't expect them to go deep with you. They'll be guarded. And because of how I responded to her in the past, I, had, I was building a track record. She felt it would be wiser and safer not to come to me or not to let me into those deeper places in her heart. It takes two. Here's, here's my two main points here. It takes a lot of courage for a person to share their struggles with somebody else. It just does. Um, it takes more than courage. It takes courage plus. But it also takes a lot of other loving maturities to steward those most profound matters of the heart. The title of this podcast is Why I Can't Tell My Spouse Everything I'm Thinking. Many of you may be in that boat, 
And if you're in that boat, let us help you. This is what we do all day long. It, it would be our privilege to serve you if you have a question about this, maybe something else. But if you want to talk, please come to our website, rickthomas.net. Let us help you in this idea of quantania. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.